Hello, everybody. Make it Zardex here. Back at it again to give you another very exciting Zarcast episode. That being my Zarcast episode 27 for tonight. And holy shit. Man, I was going through and looking at my notes. And it was one thing after another in the first week. And another thing after another in the second week. And then we ended off with some big news for today. With it being the whole Pokemon June 9 announcement. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I have a crap ton of stuff to, to share with y'all with my pop culture segment news. I have a crap ton of stuff for my gaming topic news and then the stuff I normally do at the very tail end. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm like, I I'm almost just overwhelmed to even start this thing. Like, like this, this is, this is insane. This is absolutely insane. And I can't dilly dally any further in this because uh, we just need to hit the ground running on all these topics or I could be here me soloing this, <laughs> mind you, um, for a good long time. I don't know. It might be good for the fact that if you just like hearing my voice and just hearing all my thoughts that I'm just kind of scrambling and running on in the top of my mind or whatever, though. Outside of that, uh, oh, shoot, we, we, we need to get going, though. Uh, so without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump straight up into that pop culture segment. All right, so first off, we did come off of a couple weeks ago from today. Uh, we did have the Super Bowl um, that just recently, you know, happened over here, at least here in the U.S. And honestly, the, you know, the game was all right and whatnot, though. But for most people, it's it always comes down to it always comes down to the commercials and the halftime show. At least for the halftime show, that was. It was really cool. It was a throwback. If you happen to like, um, if you happen to like that music, or you grew up listening to that music, like me, when you saw these star, these megaton stars up on the stage, that 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 was a man. That that was a delight to listen through and hear on it. And I feel like at least for the past few Super Bowls or whatever, though, I remember the Maroon Five. Well, no, Maroon Five might have been way back though. The Bruno Mars one, and I remember the Beyonce one. That maybe that was like five years ago or something like that. I don't know. I feel like most recently, most of the the halftime shows we've been getting have been fairly good. And in terms of the commercials, the Doritos one kind of cracked me up. That one was pretty funny. I think that was the one that was kind of related with some animals and stuff. Like, they took a bite of a Dorito, and it was like, whoa. Like, they, they had, like, a crazy reaction. And I was like, what the actual heck? I was like, I, I don't know. But, honestly, it, it, it was pretty fun watching that one. And I thought there was one other one. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head that was, like, a really good commercial. Um... Dog, I'm trying to pull it up over here on the side because I was like, man, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be beating myself up on the head if I can't remember what the second commercial one was. Because I think in terms of most commercials, those two were my personal favorites, and I didn't have anything else. I think beyond that, let's see here. Yeah, Doritos and the Uber Eats one because I, I think the Uber Eats one was weird because like. Um, they were eating like some weird stuff or like some laundry detergent or something like that. Like this is nasty kitty litter. There was one one part where the dudes were like eating kitty litter. I was like, what the heck? Anyway, look up those Super Bowl commercials because I think they exist somewhere out there on YouTube. The Uber Eats and Doritos one. If you're gonna look up any kind of you know commercials from the Super Bowl, look up those two. I think those were my absolute favorites. And you know, give a shot. Listen to the halftime show. The halftime show is pretty good um, as well, though. But yeah, so that's basically all I have to say on that. The game itself was all right. 
uh, it did kind of come down kind of close to the very end of the fourth quarter. So at least it wasn't a blowout one way or the other, though. So it was still fairly entertaining nonetheless, though. But let's move over to another pop culture segment that I have up here, because this one is one that I think a lot of people are quite interested in and kind of shocked how early it has come. Because we did get confirmation that, yes, the Sonic movie, too, we, we already knew that that's coming out here fairly soon. We don't have to wait too much longer. However, they did confirm that Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie 3, is now in development. And I'm like, what the heck? We barely even got the second movie. We haven't seen the second movie yet. And they're already going ahead and confirming the third movie is dropping out now. Or is, you know, in the works, so to say, though. And I'm like, what the heck? Not only just that, but also there's going to be a Knuckles series devoted towards um, Paramount Plus that's um, that's in development right now and will drop on that series at some point. I'm like, what the heck? I was like, okay, Sonic. Because I guess Paramount Plus did the same thing, kind of like how Disney Plus kind of goes through all of its announcements, like all this Marvel, Star Wars, regular Disney stuff, Pixar, etc. Paramount Plus was doing a bunch of that kind of stuff with some of their shows. And I guess they wanted to confirm the, the third movie along with the um along with the the knuckles series for paramount plus so that's interesting nonetheless though i i am looking forward to it i don't i want to see the i want to see the knuckles series but i don't own paramount plus is that the thing that kind of reel me over a sonic related series to kind of reel me into paramount plus i don't know i don't know i don't know i, I have to hear people's words on it if it's even worth it though but i'm still excited to see the second movie and I guess they they know that it's a big enough hit. The fact that they feel like it's profitable to go ahead and confirm a, a third movie is coming out. I guess I guess they feel that confident about it though. I don't know. But anyway, looking forward to that film, and I can't wait to watch it because uh, I think it's gonna be a fun show, just like the first one. But it's gonna be better since you got tails and knuckles up in it though. But that's all I want to say on that. Uh, next up, we did get confirmation that Near Automata is getting an anime confirmed. This is a game that I heard a lot of praise from. I know my good friend Sylveon played it. I think it's like one of his favorite all-time games ever. But at least for me, it's it's a game I do want to get around to and play. I mean, I got like a list of PlayStation games over there. Like, I, I still got to go through the whole Kingdom Hearts series. I got to go and um, finish uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I got to do Ghost of Tsushima. I'm looking over here at my list over in the corner of the room. Um, shoot, I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And then I think once I get through all of those, then I will be able to finally get into some other stuff like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and then eventually near Automata. So it, it's in the list somewhere. I haven't bought it yet or nothing like that, but it is one I want to work my way up to. And um, I've heard a lot of good praise about this game, though. So it is interesting. We're getting the anime you know, adaptation for this, though. It's going to be funny if if I wind up similar to kind of like how Persona was, if I wind up watching the anime adaptation first and then turn around and watch, and then play through the games. With Persona, I did something similar. I watched the anime first, then I played Strikers, and then I played Royal, like the, the completely reverse opposite order that you could possibly ever do something. It all mixed up. But I am looking forward to this, and I probably will watch it nonetheless, and I'm kind of curious to see exactly how it plays out, though. But are you a big Nier fan, and are you really looking forward to this adaptation in it for an anime form of it? Y'all got to let me know down in the comment section down below, though. But we'll go ahead and move over to the next topic. And this was this is a little quick little bit of news. 
because uh, Crunchyroll confirmed that yes, they're bringing over their Crunchyroll service to the Nintendo Switch. At this point in the game, what well, now we got? We have YouTube, we have Hulu, we have Funimation, we have Crunchyroll. So I think we have four apps on the system right now. It's still funny how we don't have Netflix up on the thing because literally, when you go back and think about it, I think Netflix. It was like one of the first few media apps confirmed for both the Wii U and the 3DS. So the, we still don't have Netflix on the Switch. It's still kind of telling. But at least for me personally, I don't watch a lot of Netflix, to be honest, though. Like, literally, maybe like one or two things or something like that. I don't know. But at least for me personally, I get a lot of mileage out of my Funimation, YouTube. Not too much even on the Hulu side of things. But yeah, so at least for me personally, I'm good on my media apps on the Switch. I'm pretty good, though. But for all y'all that are big, you know, Netflix watchers and stuff, kind of feeling you're paying a little bit, though. But yes, if, if you if you have a Crunchyroll account, maybe you don't do Funimation, or maybe you like Crunchyroll and Funimation, you can watch some more anime on your Nintendo Switch now. And then lastly, one other thing I wanted to confirm, or one other thing I wanted to talk about in terms of our pop culture segment news is, the Cuphead show is now officially live on Netflix. You might not be able to watch it on your Switch, but you might be able to watch it on like your PlayStation or Xbox or whatever, though. You know, laptops, phones, all that good stuff, though. Now, unfortunately, I still have not been able to watch a single episode of this series. It kind of snuck up on me. I remember them seeing it. I bookmarked it on Netflix saying, all right, I'm going to come over here and watch this. But I'll watch a whole bunch of other anime and a whole bunch of other stuff, get tied up in some games and some other stuff like that. And still hadn't made my way back to watching um, this this series maybe i'll watch it maybe sometime tonight maybe you'll hear my thoughts on it in the uh what i've been watching say or you know what i've been watching segment later on um in my podcast episode for the next um for the next one though but yeah so that's basically gonna do it in terms of all the pop culture news that i have um that i have scheduled up for y'all tonight so we'll go ahead and move over to the next major segment um that being What's in the gaming news? Right, so right off the bat, this is kind of crazy, but it's really not super shocking. It's shocking, but not shocking. Kind of weird, though. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 was recently announced, or at least to be in development right now at the moment, though. And I, you know what I got to say? That that was kind of interesting because the fact that, um, the fact that they confirmed Grand Theft Auto 6 is pretty good. I mean, because for the longest time, people have been thinking for Grand Theft Auto 5, and they were thinking, you know what? When are they going to move to GTA 6? They've been milking this sucker for years, especially with that Grand Theft Auto 5 online. And I'm like, what the heck? Because the fact that um, it's just crazy how much they've been milking that series, though. And they finally came out with a Twitter statement, like not even a trailer or nothing like that. They came out with a Twitter statement saying that, yes, we know y'all are big fans of our series. And we want to let you know that Grand Theft Auto 6 is actively in development now. Act yeah actively in development now. So I'm like, oh, thank goodness. So, yeah, so. You know what? And it's also kind of crazy, the thing. I went back and looked at Grand Theft Auto V when it originally launched, I believe, on the PlayStation 3, and then looked at it, and I was like, wait a minute. You know what? Grand Theft Auto 
five, or at least was it a year or two before Mario Kart 8 released on the Wii U? And both of those games have almost ran close to being a decade. I think Grand Theft Auto 5 is out at a decade. Mario Kart 8 is almost at a decade. You know, by the time you consider 8 Deluxe, you time that all into the same, you know, same family ecosystem, whatever you want to call it, though. It's crazy to think that both those games have been running on that long, though. But yes, Grand Theft Auto 6 is in development. They can stop milking all the crap out of um, Grand Theft Auto V. And uh, for all y'all Grand Theft Auto fans out there, you finally got something to look forward to. You finally got something interesting. But anyway, that's all I got to say on Grand Theft Auto VI. We'll move over to the next topic. We did get the release for Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Now, with this, it's kind of weird. Because I kind of like how they were doing, like, because, you know, in the game, you know, you're trying to save um these people in this land, and you have literally like 72 hours, three days, to essentially save these people, and you're you're not able to actually do it in three days, so you keep rewinding time all the time. And um, you know, the, the classic iconic, you have 72 hours, 48 hours, 24 hours. They were kind of doing that day by day, but then by the time it was almost day of launch, they didn't say nothing. Like in the previous in in the past, what like what was it, Banjo, as well as um, Paper Mario, they actually had said on release date, um, you know, when they were going to drop it and said, hey, you know what, this is now available, you know, Banjo-Kazooie is now available, Paper Mario is now available. We didn't get that tweet from Nintendo on it. I don't know why. It is kind of strange because usually they'll, they'll make that tweet saying it's available now and then you turn around and then, like, a few minutes later, they'll go ahead and confirm what's the next game up in the series. So it was kind of strange for them not to actually say or even mention that at all. But, I mean, I, I guess I guess you got to take it for what, you know, at face value, whatever. But there was also some interesting updates. So I think there's, like, marked as version 2.0.0. And in it, they actually updated some other stuff um, with other games in the expansion pack itself. Uh, iconically, in the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, you know, at first there was like a water temple where like the water texture was kind of whack and then there was no fog. They actually um, put the fog back up in there, though. So now it looks very close and very similar to the, you know, the original version of the games. So, you know, people can be, you know, excited about that. I think they made some other few little tweaks in some other games, though. And I even noticed... Um, what I'm surprised no one really called this out though, but apparently in Mario Kart 64, um, Choco Mountain, um, there was like a little bit of fog when you go kind of underground underneath this like little tunnel or whatever. There was like faint fog, but it wasn't nearly as much as what they had in N64. After this update, they they had it like more fog up on the thing, kind of closer to the original. So they even did little updates and stuff on that. So that is a good telltale sign that. Yes, Nintendo is listening and they are, you know, implementing and updating the service and putting more changes up in there, though. So at least they're listening. That's the most critical thing about it, though. So I do like the fact that they were able to do that, though. So, yes, we, we do got some updates for the expansion pack. Now, the big question is, we know another game is probably going to come in the month of March. Is this when are they going to announce what game is supposed to come in March? Now, you can kind of go through and look at the games that we have left that are supposed to, that were originally revealed in that big old template when it was scrolling like from right to left of all future games that are going to come out, but they didn't say an exact date for all of them. One of them is uh, a Kirby game on the N64. Another one was Pokemon Snap. 
Another one was F-Zero uh, on the N64. And trying to remember what was the fourth one. It's something else. But literally, we have like four more games that are confirmed that literally, if they keep with the, with the monthly drop dates, it will take care of March. April, May, and June. So by the time E3 time rolls around, I imagine we might get some kind of extensive or expansive update for the expansion pack and what else we could actually expect to see for it, as in like another list of games that could be coming future in the nearby path. Or shoot, they could treat like NES, SNES, whatever, and not even tell us what other games we could expect. Just that we might be getting games still month to month. We just don't have any idea what we could really expect at that point forward, though. But yeah, it's going to be one or the other, though. But that's basically all the updates we have on the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack that I wanted to talk and discuss with y'all. So we'll go ahead and move over to the next topic because um, a little bit of happy news and a little bit, slightly, a little bit unfortunate news. Because yes, we did get the confirmation that Min Min will be releasing here fairly soon in the month of April. Um, to be exact, it's going to release, the Min Min Amiibo is going to release on April the 29th. However, normally we're supposed to get Min Min, Steve, and Alex all on the same release date. However, uh, Nintendo America put out a tweet saying that the Steve and Alex Amiibo that was previously announced to be, you know, the launch in spring of 2022 is no longer the case because due to logistics and production delay, unfortunately the release timing has been delayed to later in 2022 so basically pushing it into the second half of 2022 now it could be due to the fact that covid and stuff like if you're trying to purchase any other kind of you know figurines and stuff like you can get off of like good smile and some other stuff um they've been kind of get been getting hit by the covid effect as well i wonder if it's a combination of that plus the fact that alex and steve are from Minecraft. Minecraft is like one of the biggest video game franchises, period. And you're probably going to get a lot of people purchasing these Amiibos that probably don't even own Smash Brothers, to be honest. Like, they might just get the Amiibo just to have the figurine of it. I could see a lot of people doing that. So they're going to, they know, or at least at Nintendo, hopefully they do know this, they're going to need to make a lot of these Jokers for both Steve and Alex because I feel like the demand for those two Amiibos probably gonna be like the highest demanded you know amiibo because there might be some figurines and stuff out there for you know minecraft steve and whatnot though but i'm not ringing any bells up on it or i don't remember running across on it on the internet or whatever i mean then again i wasn't like extensively looking for it though but at the same time i feel like something you know as big as a franchise like that would kind of stick out like a sore thumb or whatever though but anyway, though, but yeah, so that's basically it. Very short little update. So, Min Min, right around the corner, tail end of April. We do have to wait a little longer um, for Steve and Alex to show up in the Amiibo gang, though. But that's basically it in terms of that quick little Amiibo news update. Now, we're starting to hit some of these meat and potatoes for this uh, Zarcast episode for tonight. Because apparently, Nintendo purchased or acquired a new studio. Because, you know, recently... We came off the news that Microsoft um, bought Bethesda. They turned around and bought um, Activision Blizzard, one of the biggest acquisitions ever. Then we turned around and had Sony um, Sony turn around and bought uh, a studio that originally made the 
first Halo game um, for Xbox and them. And um, so, yeah, so it seems like the acquisition wars have been kind of going on. Everybody's kind of wondering, who can Nintendo acquire or whatever, though? I really didn't think they were going to acquire too much of anybody, though. However, they did turn around and acquire a studio that honestly was not expecting, nor could probably never, ever predict. Because they actually acquired SRD. Now, some of y'all might be scratching your heads like, who is SRD? Well, you've been probably playing their games for quite an extensive time. Because apparently, SRD, <laughs> their, their headquarters, or not, I want to say like their headquarters, but wherever they were stationed at, they actually were stationed inside of Nintendo's headquarters. That's how close they were working with them. Not just for like a year, not like five years, or not even 10 years. For 40 whole years, these people were working that close with Nintendo. Basically, they were always helping out with Nintendo, nothing with their, nothing but Nintendo-related games. And yet, they've been stick, they stuck by them for 40 whole years, and it's just now that Nintendo decided to buy them. My big question is, why, though? Because normally, if Nintendo can keep you, um, if they're an independent studio, like, for example, um, before they got bought, uh, Next Level Games... If they're churning out nothing but normally Nintendo-related games and you're able to outsource to them, they give you that good, pristine, Nintendo-like quality, you're not too worried about um, having to buy them and force them to kind of get up in there unless they're running into some kind of financial issues and stuff like that where they're, you know what, they're going to say, let me go ahead and buy you or if they were looking to get bought, which I think something similar to that happened with Next Level Games and, you know, Nintendo decided to pull it in because, you know, Next Level Games, they make Luigi's Mansion and they were also responsible for the Mario Striker series and stuff like that, though. So, yeah, so Nintendo is playing a very different ball game in terms of acquisitions um, in comparison to Microsoft and Sony because the fact that Nintendo, they have a certain little bit of magic about their games and they work really hard to make games feel like Nintendo games. Something that wouldn't be necessarily accomplished if they were to go out and buy Square Enix, but it's not necessarily all Square Enix IPs. When you look at them, you say, oh yeah, that's Nintendo, or I'm getting that Nintendo vibe. No, so they've been, like, and we've been seeing, like, even news reports of this, like, they literally invested, like, a, like over a billion dollars worth of some of their profit funds that they have um, accumulated into putting that money back, investing it back into their company to even expand their headquarters around in Japan. So Nintendo has a different mindset. They, they're like, we're going to do what we've always been doing, but let's upgrade what we've been doing. Like, that's the kind of mindset they have. And having this acquisition of SRD, people that been making Nintendo games for them or assisting in making Nintendo games for them for years upon years, that's a more smarter move for them is just say, hey, let's make the connection even stronger. You know, let, let's turn that um, that cement and add a little bit of water up in there. And let's turn y'all from cement to straight up concrete. Like, let's just get this glued and locked in. That's the kind of route that Nintendo um, seems to go with their acquisitions. Hence, when you look at Next Level Games, Next Level Games has been making a lot of games for them. And you know what? They they acquired them way back before, I think, before Microsoft acquired Bethesda. So you kind of see stuff like that. It seems like Nintendo's kind of working like that in terms of kind of, you know, still being able to compete, but yet bolster what they have. And honestly, when you look at Nintendo's lineup for the whole year of 2022, I mean, Nintendo's definitely going in a whole different route because 2022 is packed 
to the brim already. It is kind of sick and insane the fact that how far they have come so far um, in terms of everything they got slated out for this year, though. So, yeah, so I think that's pretty much the main gist of it, though. A lot of people can kind of scratch their head, like, why would they do this? I think some of the reasons I said prior, um, just before this, I think that's some of the reasons why, because just, you know, if, if you always had somebody that's already knows kind of how your Nintendo Magic works, why not just, you know, lock it up, you know, take the key, lock it up and just establish it. That way you can kind of still kind of play up to the competition of what Microsoft, what Microsoft as well as Sony are doing with their consoles, because uh, the competition is getting pretty stiff. So you got to find ways to still kind of boost yourself up to still be competitive with the other two um, boys out of the pack, uh, out of the big three. But yeah, so that's basically all I have to say on the Nintendo um, acquisition of SRD. But if you think there's something else kind of going behind the scenes, maybe something else that nobody has really even thought about it, I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts about it um, down in the comment section down below or just at me on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts, though. But yeah, so we, we talked about quite a bit of stuff so far within the gaming news, though. But um, I think I do have a, a sponsor segment that I need to go ahead and throw up here, though. So um, let's go ahead and throw that up here. This episode of Zarcast is brought to you by Krispy Kreme and Donuts. Have you ever just laid awake in the middle of the night just craving for something sweet, but you know it's too early in the morning that you're like, ah, oh, shoot, there's there's no way I can get down this cake or this pie that I was munching on um, late last night. It's too early in the morning, but you want something sweet enough just to kind of get you going. Krispy Kreme and Donuts can do that for you. You know, you just you just go up to the drive-thru and, and you drive through the sign and you, and you know that sign, when it has that red lit sign on the donut, you know it's hot and fresh. As them donuts are going through the thing and, you know, they're getting printed and, and they got the holes up in there and then they're just oozing all that icing up on there. Oh man, you can almost smell it from like a mile away. And when you make your way on down there, oh man, it's just gonna smell so good, man. Man, I can't tell you how many times I went by Christmas and cream and donuts to get myself some good quality donuts to try to get my day going because there's nothing just right than just having one of them Krispy Kreme and donuts to kickstart off your day. I mean, literally, your productivity will go up. Your mood will go up. Man, you give one of those things and slide it on over to your boss, I guarantee you your project is going to go well and if you had any budgets or, bu or deadlines and stuff like that, that's out the window because the, this Krispy Kreme and donuts can send you to the next level. No, not all the way up to heaven if it were that easy we'll have like a whole bunch of people up there but no it it, it it transpires things it can break down boundaries it can connect and unify people together crispy cream and donuts is where it's at and if you and if you never had no crisp and cream and donuts um man you've been missing out on life and i do i dare say that you don't even have a soul because if you're one of them weird old people that don't like donuts i i i can't even sympathize for you like like why are you even listening to this right now mad respect for listening to the sponsor though but i mean come on let's keep it real on this podcast i keep things real on this thing though so yes this episode of zarcast is brought to you by crispin cream and donuts make sure to swing on by by the light when the light is on that way you know they're hot fresh and ready now let's jump back into the show So next up on the docket, 
we did get the announcement of Street Fighter VI coming this year. Now, if you went back and looked at this, what was it, the Capcom um, Giga Leak? It did say in there that we were to expect Street Fighter VI coming out this year, though. And I like how how basically confirmed it is that that Giga Leak was like 100% authentic at this point. Because I don't think they really missed on any of that stuff um, for this, as well as like, I guess, some of the other announcements that we basically can get for the rest of this year and I think the next couple of years or whatever, though. But for the longest time, I think they've been running Street Fighter V for like the past six ish or so years. So the announcement of Street Fighter VI. Has been a welcome for I think a lot of people that have been you know kind of you know done with Street Fighter Five and they want you know the next new Street Fighter game though. But it's interesting nonetheless. You know the visual aesthetic of this game and stuff like this look pretty cool and whatnot though. Um, the look up to this announcement, they did a countdown on Capcom on some website Capcom has did, and it, it was going to reveal the information at like midnight on uh, Sunday. I was like, wait, what the heck? I was like, wait, why? Or not Sunday. It was like, it would be midnight of what would be Monday morning, at least for me, Central Standard Time. And I was like, why the heck are they releasing something, you know, that late at night? It kind of led to people to thinking maybe it was going to be Resident Evil related. And then people kind of started going through all the Capcom stuff. But most people basically had it down the T between either it was going to be something Resident Evil related or Street Fighter related. I honestly thought it was going to be Resident Evil. Kind of was shocked the fact that it was Street Fighter, though. But nonetheless, we did get that announcement, though. And the interesting thing about it is, while the cutscene and stuff still look cool and everything like that, the fact that um, the logo didn't necessarily sit well for a lot of people um, when that was shown. Because also looking at Street Fighter VI logo, yes, it does kind of seem a little bit generic. And then especially more so the case, when you start looking back at all the other Street Fighter logos leading up to this, even a little bit more so with Street Fighter V, I mean, Street Fighter V wasn't nothing like super crazy, but it still has some visual flair, a little pop and color um, compared to Street Fighter VI, which kind of looks like a generic-ish kind of logo that you can just slap up on a slap up on a on a PowerPoint slide for like Evo and stuff, because you know Street Fighter is a heavy a heavy competitive game, so it is kind of a user friendly logo for you know competitive standpoint. But I mean, it it could be something you know a little more desirable. In terms of that logo, though, so I kind of hope that you know Capcom kind of heard the feedback of a lot of different people because the game is supposed to come out some point this year. I don't know when it's going to drop. I think in maybe in the fall. I wouldn't think too late in the holiday, but I think like kind of get a little bit ahead of the holiday by like a month or two. And I think that's when Street Fighter Six might potentially drop, though. But hopefully, you know, if they were to change one little thing. Maybe, you know, maybe change that logo up. But honestly, from a CGI trailer, we don't know exactly how the game mechanics and all that stuff is going to play out or whatever, though. That that feel of Street Fighter Six though, until we actually get our hands up on it, though. But yeah, so a little bit of interesting stuff, though. But I'm kind of glad they revealed that, though. However, that wasn't the only thing Capcom revealed, because they also mentioned that, and oh, and that Street Fighter Six is coming out to, you know, um, it, it basically come out to PlayStation. Well, no, 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 no. I don't even think they actually said which consoles they were coming out to. Golly, I'm about to think mix that up with something else, though. No, we don't know because originally, remember, PlayStation, uh, not PlayStation, Street Fighter Five was um only released on you know PlayStation systems. So you know they kind of got that exclusivity for it though. Could this go more multi-plat and be PlayStation and Xbox? We'll have to see. You know, if one of them is like writing out a big check over there and say, hey, come back over here to PlayStation or something like that. I don't know. 
Now, as for the other thing, Capcom did announce another um, game coming out as well called the Capcom Fighting Collection. This is going to be releasing on June the 24th, and it's going to be bundled in with, uh, it's going to have 10 different games bundled up in it. It's going to have um, Darkstalkers, which is something I think that Sonic U has been, you know, fairly hyped about. Uh, Night Warriors, Vampire Hunter 2, Red Earth, Street Fighter 2, the anniversary, or Hyper Street Fighter 2, the anniversary edition, uh, Vampire Savior 2, Vampire Savior 1, um, Gem Fighter, Cyberbots, as well as Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. What the heck kind of name is this? Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Okay, interesting name right there, though. But it's nice to see a whole bunch of classics be brought over. And yes, they did confirm that it is going to be um, working with online play with net um, robot netcode. So, yeah, so, you know, pretty interesting. The fact that, you know, they're throwing out all of these different legacy um, fighting games and one that's actually like a puzzle ish kind of fighting game. Interesting enough. I don't know. That, that's the most interesting one out of this whole package, though. But it is nice to kind of pull back on their legacy titles and stuff like that. Also stuff that I think there might have been some of those games up in there um, that was probably only in the, in the arcade. I want to say one of those is, or maybe a couple of them. I don't know. But it is nice to get that confirmation that we are getting that as well. So for the meantime, people can kind of buy their time with this while they're still waiting for Street Fighter VI. And um, so yeah, so you have that to look forward to. In terms of the consoles it's coming to, obviously it's it's basically multi-plat and it's basically coming to everything though. Now they did also announce that um I think there is a there is going to be a physical version for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch if you want to get your hands up on it. That now I think there's a digital collection where they'll throw this and one of the anniversary Street Fighter games in there for like a big package for 60 bucks. But these games alone, just the 10 games bundled together. It'll be roughly about 40 bucks, like a budget title game or whatever, though. But a lot of bang for your buck playing 10 different games um, for that 40 bucks, though. So, yeah, so something to really kind of look forward to, though. And, you know, Capcom, you, you're doing fairly good. I, I'm liking some of this. I'm liking quite a bit of the stuff you're putting out here re recently, though. What, you got, like, the Monster Hunter, um, you got the Monster Hunter um, Rise expansion thing coming out in the summer. Now you got Street Fighter Six that's going to be hitting later on in this year. And we're probably still going to get something, um probably still get something resident evil related um here down the road a little later on though so honestly some really good stuff though but that's all i gotta say in terms of the capcom information and in terms of all the street fighter and as well as their classics um collection right there though yeah now i got now i got all y'all trying to show up in here what the freak yeah yeah here we are y'all late y'all late y'all late what the fuck was that y'all late hex i can't get copyrighted over here well, I just uh, finished talking up on the uh, the Street Fighter stuff, right. and I was trying to go to the okay. PlayStation stuff. What up, Sonic? So, um, did you see the news that just got announced that um, Pages and Four and Steam version of the Persona Four fighting game has rollback, but the Switch version doesn't? Like it? What? Yeah. Yeah, the Switch version does have does have not have rollback. Yeah. But only Steam and PS4 version. And it's not even coming at launch. It's coming later. The rollback. Yeah. So you're saying the rollback for the PlayStation as well as the Steam versions, it's not going to be at launch either. That's going to be 
sometime later summer. Yeah. Summer. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That is crazy. Which doesn't make sense. I, no. I don't really think it, that makes it any sense at all. It doesn't make sense at all. Especially when like Melty Blood, a free good fighting game that has rollback, is you know is on Switch and you know like I said has rollback and it works fine. So it makes no sense. Yeah. Bruh. Dang, that that is a little that is a little disappointing. Right. Just yeah. Atlas pulling an Atlas, like with soul hackers way. only being soul hackers in name and looking more persona like. Yeah, so I'm I'm still very disappointed by soul hackers. Is not soul hackers. Dang. Well, we'll get to the soul hackers here stuff in a bit though, but uh. That PlayStation VR two, we we got a, we got a brand new look at it, and um, you know I I can't remember exactly how the the original PlayStation VR thing is. All I know is that people were still annoyed with the cord and how it still had to connect up into the PlayStation four. It seems like that's still going to be the case with the PSVR two. It looks a little more classy, but I guess you're probably still going to get that same similar vibes. I don't think any of y'all own or have have any of y'all ever tried. Uh, PlayStation VR before? I, I have tried regular VR. Look at no mic. That's the original one. Okay, kind of, what's up with the handle? What the heck? The blue, pink, bruh. Okay, so, it's PlayStation Move. Yeah, that's the PS Move that they used from PS3. Now they redid the controllers and everything for VR. For some yeah. reason. Which is probably a better idea than using PS Move because uh, those controllers are kind of weird. Hmm. In, I mean, I have PS Move controllers on my PS3. They look, they work fine for light guns and stuff. But other oh, yeah, than that, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like for VR, you kind of need more than just those. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 weird. Um, for the well, for the PlayStation VR. Too yeah, it's cool that it kind of like takes the PS5's aesthetic a bit. It will definitely fit in with that. Yeah. I don't know. That's like it's it's really I don't really think I don't know. It's not really like it's gonna have exclusive games, right? Because it's just if I'm I don't know. Is it really like the PS? Oh, like you're talking about like exclusive in terms of like Oculus? Like it's not gonna go to any other VR thing? No. No, what I'm saying is I don't I don't really think the PlayStation VR two can do anything that the original couldn't. Or maybe I don't know, maybe oh, yeah. it's more technical. Uh, it's more like really weird technical things. The VR gun looks whack. No, yeah. Wait, it's, a that, gun? But... it's an Astro's playroom, I mean, it's like a thing you can collect. I like it. I mean you say it looks whack, but I'm looking at my the Wii Zapper. It's basically that. In a sense. Yeah. Like, it's their own bootleg Wii Zapper. Well, yeah, that's kind of... Everyone tried to bootleg the Wii. You know, M Microsoft actually bootlegged it in a unique way. But they didn't do anything cool with Kinect, so nothing no. happened. <clears throat> Except for... Funny... Star Wars. Know, Star Wars Kinect, you know, Han Solo, funny. Han Solo. Han Solo. Saying, can't get... I guess the only difference with PlayStation VR 2, like what you're saying, Stephen, there wasn't too many differences. I think it's just the the resolution, like what you get per eye is probably the biggest thing. So it should look a little more fluid. 
than the original yeah, PlayStation I guess, VR. But that, I guess that's the main draw, I guess. And that's it's probably better because I was gonna say that like for VR, you need something that like looks good because if it's blurry or if it has low frame rate, it's gonna literally fucking hurt your eyes. That's why that's why VR hurts people's eyes because it's not really always done well. Like I'm pretty sure that like VR version of Breath of the Wild is awful for your eyes because the Switch has such a low resolution in handheld. Oh yeah, it probably does. I remember. Oh I think I like. I kind of. I kind of dabbled with it a little bit. Like I had a like an off brand. I can't even remember what the brand was. It was, but one of the ones where you can stick your phone up in there. I did it in such a way where I rubber band uh, the switch without those Joy Cons. I rubber band it to the little thing to where it fit just right, just so I can kind of experience the um the VR with Breath of the Wild, and then also um what was the other one? The other one being Mario Odyssey because I did those like. You know those little few levels they had up in there, though. So I was like, okay, that, that's that's like my only little bit of like VR experience. Will I get the PlayStation VR two? Most likely, maybe not. I don't know. Unless I just had a surplus of money and just wanted to burn it somehow. I don't know. Your tax return. Yeah, like that or something like that. I can think of better things to burn your money on. But, VR. Yeah. But yeah, kind of like what Hack said though. But I think it's. Like, oh, for example, buying me a PS5. No. Well, can't say it and try. I'm buying you uh, uh, a blanket because you're poor. Bro. What? That's messed what? up. Bro. <laughs> I already have a bunch of these. I even have one that I was given on Christmas, and I still haven't uh, like unrolled it from the plastic hook thing. Bro. Oh gosh. Well, I guess that basically does it for the, the PlayStation VR2 um talks with that though. So we'll go ahead and move over to the next one because uh like what Sonic was mentioned or alluding to earlier though, we did get uh Atlas and uh bruh, I'm looking at I'm looking at the clock right now. It is 9.45 Central Standard Time, February the 27th. In Japan, it is February the 28th. And they still have not announced, unless I just, you know, during the show they announced it and I hadn't looked on Twitter. They still hadn't even announced, like, what was supposed to be announced for, like, the Persona 25th anniversary, though. But I digress. We got a different game to talk about because they released this, like, a few days or announced this game a few days ago, that being Soul Hackers 2. And I was looking at this. I was like, you know what? This game looks fairly interesting. It kind of looks like something kind of up in my alley. Kind of gave me, well... Kind of gave me pseudo persona, but it's more. It's like persona with mixed in with cyberpunk. And I was like, this is an interesting kind of combination. And obviously, it's like the weird thing is, and you know, hacks, you can back me up on this is the fact that this is a side game or a side series of a side series of a side series of another side series. Yeah, yeah that's all that's, side series, right? Like, yeah. what the heck? No, the, no, no, it's just it, the main one. The main series is obviously just SMT, and then there's like. Devil Survivor, Soul Hackers, Persona, and a bunch of, a bunch of other ones. If anything, Persona started off just as big, or just as small as, like, those other ones, but then yeah. Persona grew wildly more popular. Because, you know, normie shit. No, it's not Persona 3, someone yeah. that started it, like, yeah. gained a, you know, bigger, and then 4 got really popular. They like it because you get bitches in the games. Bro. Something you can't get, but I digress. Anyway, 
<laughs> so, uh, with Soul Hackers 2, um, that game is going to be releasing on August the 26th. We don't have to necessarily wait too long coming out for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, and Steam. Unfortunately, still get shafted on this. The fact that it does not come out on the Nintendo Switch. And I'm like over here like, what the heck? I was like, bruh. Even though I probably was going to get it on the PlayStation 5 anyway, I still like options. I've seen someone say... It isn't... What are you going to say? I was going to say it's a really bad idea, at least for a Japanese, like a very popular Japanese like franchise to not be on Switch nowadays with how popular the Switch is in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say how it's kind of weird that Soul Hackers is not on Switch because, I mean, originally it was on Saturn, and then they they ported it or kind of remade, I guess, into 3DS, which they, they did a pretty good job. I liked it. With what? 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 At least now, when you look at the PlayStation 5s, due to the fact that, you know, COVID and the shipment supplies and the chip shortage and all that kind of stuff. So basically, and especially the fact that the PS5 is so much bigger now, it's not as, you know, user-friendly for people over there in Japan. Like, they kind of like to play stuff on the go and stuff, have stuff kind of smaller anyway, stuff that don't stand out loud and stuff. So it is interesting to release a big RPG, stuff that will naturally gravitate towards Japanese players. But not include a Switch version. I don't know. Why? Hardware. There you go. Software. I feel like they could work something. I don't know. I don't Look, know. Oh, it's, it's gonna. It might. Big might. Maybe. Probably not. Go to Switch, but later down the line. Once they rework it with the hardware, but I kind of doubt it. I mean, I feel like a lot of games kind of get that treatment. Like, they get released on PlayStation, Xbox consoles first. They make their money. They use a bit of that money to basically make the downwater-ish kind of port and then put it on Switch. And then they put that at 60 bucks. And then sometimes, shoot, sometimes the thing, whatever they put on Switch actually sells better than whatever they originally launched at, originally launched at launch. But it kind of gets some people to double dip, and then it also taps into a whole nother marketplace. I guess they kind of see some, you know, business tactic where that kind of works. But just as us, the consumer, is just kind of is just kind of whack. I don't know. I think it could be well on Switch, honestly. Like it'll do numbers, but as opposed to the other hardware, I don't know. Yeah, but at they least yeah, because at least um, at least with the PlayStation, I guess they're really banking on all the people that own PS4s because it is coming to there because you want to be banking on making a crap ton of sales with PS5s only. But yeah, I am looking forward to this game. I'm, it depends on how many games are coming, which there's a crap ton of games already coming out for Switch in 2022 as it is already. But it is a game I'll keep my eye out on and I probably will pick this up at some point. I just don't know when, but I am planning on trying to pick this up as long as, you know, more information news that we get up on this series um, as we get closer to the launch, as long as this stuff still looks good and it still has my interest, it's probably a game I probably will get my hands on and try to pick it up later on down the road, though. But uh, any other last thoughts on Soul Hackers 2? 
doesn't seem like something I'd buy at first glance. But I will say one thing. I I was I usually stay up very late and I forgot oh wait, they're announcing something in the Atlas thing and I saw it. It was really weird. Cause they did a live action thing first. And I don't know why they did it. Apparently Atlas likes doing this kind of stuff where they just do live action of like these people fighting and then uh, after they're done it's like oh so hackers too and I don't know, I just found that really fucking weird, the whole live action thing. But other than that, yeah. I didn't hmm. see it. Dang. Alright. Well, I guess that's going to basically do it for um, Soul Hackers 2. So now we'll move over to our next topic, which, honestly, shoot. It's been the buzz for like the past week or two or, or so, though, but... We did get the confirmation yeah. that the Nintendo eShop is shutting down for both the Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS. Some very sad and unfortunate news. And honestly, it threw everybody kind of in a loop like, oh, shoot, let me dust this 3DS off. Let me No, let me dust this Wii U off and pick stuff off the virtual console. Uh, I, I'll give you a little context. I literally, once the Switch had dropped, I said, there ain't no reason why I'm going to ever probably go back and pick up my 3DS for a very long time. They announced this news same day I was pulling up my 3DS, like, where's my charging cord? Let me dust this sucker off. Let me see what games I have, and let me start rolling through this eShop, though, and let me see what kind of games I'm going to get, though. But, um, I know, it threw a lot of people for a tizzy. Everybody kind of feels mixed on it, whether you're well, not, no one's really kind of for shutting the, the shop down or whatever, though. And everybody kind of got their mixed thoughts on it, though, but, uh, what was y'all's original thoughts whenever you, you saw the news? Um, I was sad, but also happy. I bought a 3DS. Yeah. It's going to go up. It's going to go very high up. This is my... Like, oh, shutting down? Okay, cool. Good thing I already have a homebrew 2DS. No need to worry. Well, like having a new having a new one, like new model, is probably going to be... The yeah, ideal but still, yeah, but yeah. that's not the takeaway. Like, this also shows, like, like digital stuff isn't going to last forever. And preservation is a big deal. Like, there's a bunch of games on the shop that won't be seen anymore unless it's on, like, a home-brewed system. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, were you about to say something, Mario? Yeah, I was about to say something, but I don't want Nintendo Ninjas to be on my ass. What? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Bruh. Like, like, let's say you have, like, a homebrew 3DS or Wii U. Like, you can use it to, like, let's, for the sake of legal reasons, let's say legal backups. Legal reasons, let's, that's a joke. Yeah, whatever. Like, you can use it play, like, digital backups of the games that you have in case the disc wars off or But in this case, like, there's people already doing all this stuff that we use in 3DS just to get their games running, especially the ones that won't be seen anymore or purchasable legally. Thanks for the shop closing. There's a lot of games that are going to be literally just lost forever and a lot of 3DS, okay. well, like, Oh, yeah, there's going to be a lot. Like I was going to say, I've been recently playing Nintendo Badge Arcade, and once eShop closes, you can no longer buy plays for that game. 
and the game itself is probably just going to shut down in general. You're no longer going to be able to buy themes for your 3DS. That's another big one. Uh, well, you know, all of this is legally. You legally can't buy themes anymore. You legally won't be able to buy games anymore. And uh, I'm pretty sure the only way to back up your games is by just, like, putting them on an SD card, I guess. Because, you know, the SD card will save your digital games on there, but that's okay, because it's Nintendo-approved. But, you know, keeping ROMs isn't, which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, because, I mean, ugh, shoot. It, it, it got me feeling mixed, and at least for me personally, I like supporting the game developers, the people that work hard to kind of give us this entertainment and stuff, things that we, we kind of go through and play every day, though. And it just kind of sucks that the infrastructure for digital games... Like, we've seen it already. We've seen shop closures done a couple of times, both from Nintendo and Sony side. Nintendo, when they shut down the, the Wii Virtual Console there, as well as or the Wii Shop in general, as well as um, shutting down the DSiWare. However, the DSiWare kind of lived on to the 3DS. And then, um, and also on the PlayStation side, we were seeing them about to shut down the PS3, the, the PS Vita, and the PSP. However, a lot of people, at least on that side, you know, a lot of backlash got hit with Sony, and they kind of took a different stance. It's like, all right, you know what? We'll, we'll twist some things. We're still shutting down the PSP, give you a little bit longer, but I think now, officially, the PSP one's dead. And then the PS Vita and 3, oh, they decided wait. to keep up longer. The 3 video no, is still up, the... but the PSP one, they shut I down completely. Just... I Let me check that. I'm pretty sure it was the PSP and the 3 that were kept out open. No, it's the Vita. Vita. The Vita was newer than the PSP. That's why the PSP went down. Oh, yeah. And oh, the PSP, oh, 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 you can still get PSP games on the Vita. PSP store closed on July second, twenty twenty one. PS three yeah. and PS Vita. Yeah, uh, PS. But they're selling PSP games on the PS three and PS Vita stores. So that's why they shut down the PSP itself. Yeah. Yeah, because you know they, because you know, well, actually. I was about to say they're not. Sony doesn't really care about preservation unless they're the ones preserving. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo, on the other hand, well, Nintendo, that's a Nintendo, they'll preserve their games, but they won't distribute them. That's the issue. Yeah. It's like yeah. you know, you know, they're our games. So we will distribute them when we want to. Yeah, that's the thing that I don't really like about Nintendo. They have the games, they have access to it, they preserve them, but they don't give us the option to buy them. Which is leads to stuff like piracy and stuff like that. Which is something I know for a fact you don't really like, Zart. But still. Like, if they sold the games more, you wouldn't be seeing this issue. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wish that they did sell the game to us, but oh, what were you saying, Steven? I'm sorry, I have... I was going to say, it's like that one Gabe Newell quote, if you provide a way, if you provide a way for people to buy the game, they won't pirate it. Or at least a lot less people will pirate You know, of course there's people that just don't have money, but the people that would have bought the game will buy it. Like, look at, like, imagine, imagine all those Zelda... Like, think about it, Zard. What do you think Zelda fans would have done if they never released any of the Zelda games? You think they would have just waited to play their favorite Zelda games until Nintendo decided to release them? No. I mean, they would have no. went and emulated them. 
Yeah, as long as they had the means or they knew how. There's going to be some people that necessarily probably won't because they don't know or maybe they don't have the technology. But yeah, like what you said. Here's 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 a good example. Pokemon and the Pokemon. Why why do I keep talking about Pokemon? Uh, Zelda Zelda Majora's Mask. People, you know, emulated. You know, even when the 3DS version of Majora's Mask came out, they emulated it because you know, or like they got it on Wii U. Because, you know, there was a better way to play it that Nintendo wasn't distributing, while Ocarina of Time is the definitive... Ocarina of Time 3D is the best way to play that game. It's just, it's literally just the best way to play Ocarina of Time. I don't care. Yeah. And it, it was kind of unfortunate. Like, most people agree okay. on that. Yeah, yeah, most people agree that Ocarina of Time is the best way to play that game. So, you know, people, people play it through there, you know? And that's like... And I'm pretty sure, you know, and like even like even Skyward Sword HD, I was considering getting because like I heard that they fixed some issues with the game. Like it's the best version of Skyward Sword. Zelda remasters make sure they don't really take away that much from the original. Like, I don't think there's a single Zelda remaster that ruined the game that they were remastering. Except um, for you can make a case for Majora's Mask, but I would say that that one was I don't know. I'd say Majora's Mask 3D isn't even really that bad. I just I would just say that like yeah they I don't know why they changed the stuff that was perfectly fine. Besides Majora's Mask, which was already a weird game, all the other Zelda games just need minor tweaking, and they they're still good to this day. Okay, I think you kind of drifted a bit from the topic. Yeah, just a little, just a little bit, Steven. Yeah, just, just a little I'm just bit. saying, like, I'm just saying, like, you know, if they if if they make good versions of the games or they re-release the games with no problems attached, people will buy them. Yeah. No, just re-releasing the game in general or porting it, like, yeah. give us options to buy the game. Yeah, Nintendo like, doesn't do that. They release 3D All Stars and put an artificial timer on it. <laughs> Bro. Now, I will say this in terms of the digital games. Um, the thing that really kicks me is those digital-only games. Those are the ones that sting to me, along with DLC, because, you know, back with the Wii and stuff, we didn't really worry about DLC, really. Now we're, we're worried about DLC also being lost in the void. A prime example of that is um, Fire Emblem Fates. There's going to be a whole nother third branch, Revelation, that was basically DLC only. Unless you're like Sonic Q, who has the cartridge, and I'm still kind of salty about that. That value is like $300. Unless you're going to be one of those kind of people that get one of those kind of cartridges, DLC like that, it's just going to be completely lost in the void. That kind of stuff right there. Do you think it's fair that somebody would have to pay $300 to play that? Absolutely not, no. Or... So would you no. think it? So do you think they should pirate it if they shouldn't? If they don't have to pay through, like, do you rather they pay three hundred dollars to experience it, or you know, emulate it, or just download the fucking ROM? I mean, honestly, like that, I don't that, like the thought of piracy, but at the, at the same point, I don't blame that person for having to go out of their way to try to get it because if there's no other official ways to play something like that. I don't Nintendo blame them. Nintendo lost the sale. Uh, it's just yeah. They, like you know. It's just the whole competition argument. Like, Nintendo is losing to the fucking ROM sites. And that's the, that's the thing. Oh, People always like, talk about, yeah, like, I don't know. Just so like, keep... Here's the thing. Yeah. Like, even then, 
to your argument, like that $300 cartridge. Nintendo's in getting that money either way. Yeah. The it goes to the seller. Which, yeah, that's a good point. That's if you're point. if you are if you are pirating a game like if you're pirating a game that not only needs the sales but also like you know is distri- being still distributed, yeah. I don't know. Like you remember remember like, when uh, what was it was like Kotaku that made an article Metroid Dread is running great on emulators before the game even came out. Like why? What's like, the point? Look, like even then, like as somebody who. Openly admits that he pirates stuff here and there for emulation. I don't really care. Get me whatever, Nintendo. Whatever. Give me a game. Just don't something. grab my neck. Just don't grab my neck, man. I'm doing good over here. I'm doing good. All right, go on. Okay, okay, okay. None of these guys are associated with this, but whatever. But, like, even me, like, says that that's a pretty shitty move to do. Don't pirate a game that's accessible to buy. Like anything on like, Steam. Yeah. Like Steam, for example. Unless you're there is one argument for that though. What what the Nuvo? No, not that. Okay. Maybe. Like let's say you wanna see if it works on your system your PC or whatnot, so you pirate it, play like an hour or so, maybe two. Yes. And then actually buy the game. I don't know. Hmm. Or let's say okay. Yeah, you, for whatever reason, you pirate a game, end up liking it, and you see that's on sale or for purchase, just buy it to support. Yeah, like if, and if there's people, and if it's like a person that doesn't think they have the money, then they should yeah, buy it once they have the money. Yeah, so I see. that also works. But that's for PC, though, but when it comes to 3DS and Wii U, like, at that point, you're kind of screwed. And also, like, yeah, the good thing, though, the very good thing is that those systems are recent enough to where I'm pretty sure all of them have been cataloged. And, like, yeah. you know, ROM, ROM sites have all those ROMs up. Even they oh, even no, have updates. Definitely. Well, like, well, not all the updates for games, but, you know, they have most of the important updates for games on those. Oh, definitely. I'm pretty sure by the time the eShop closes, the sites would have like, most yeah. of the shop. Like, it's funny, Nintendo fan Nintendo fans care about preservation, but uh Nintendo doesn't. Yeah, it is kinda weird and upsetting. I mean, I can't remember. There was like one case scenario where it was some third party game. Oh gosh, I wish I knew off the top of my head. They didn't have the original source code for it, and then Nintendo's like, Oh, we have it right here. If you also were willing to make it exclusive um, to the Switch or whatever, we'll help you out with making this and, you know, we publish it, all of this stuff. Like, they hold on to other people's stuff, too. Like, they got vaults with all this stuff up in it. It's just when they kind of yeah. choose when to cherry-pick certain titles, whether they remaster it, they localize say, it, you know, all the all the nine remember, yards with it. Like, remember that, like, a Giga leak that happened with a bunch of prototypes of games that, like, you know, Mario World prototypes, Yoshi, like, design prototypes Luigi and Mario 64 Nintendo has a vault they just do not like opening it that's that's yeah and they the just one, don't want to open their vault and the one critical thing I will say about this is the unfortunate thing with both 3DS and Wii U if they relied heavily on the dual screen so like for example any of your 3DS games and whatnot though that 
you know, did a lot of interaction with top and screen that wouldn't be easily replicated with a single screen without it being like stripped down to the bone and, you know, remade from the bottom up. It's even harder for those games to be brought over because like a lot of people say, well, just dump this stuff up on the switch. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think of some random yeah. kind of game. People, um, people say people say DS virtual console. That wouldn't work for it like, wouldn't work. Not, DS it, or 3 literally it, yeah. like Wii U. Well, for, yeah, know, they could have done it on Wii U, but like I don't the whole thing about <laughs> No, they have they have. Yeah, oh, yeah Wii, I know, you I can know. play certain DS yeah. games like the Mario No, like Pokemon Ranger. Like, you know, that was a DS game. No, you can play that on the Wii U through the virtual console. That system it worked. But you can't necessarily oh, replicate that at least easily on the Switch. Yeah. So that's the thing that really kicks. I think I think literally, like, yeah, they'd have to release some, like, bullshit accessory for it. They'd have to release. I know this sounds stupid. They would have, like, I've already said this in the past, that the only way to bring back DS games would just be to reprint the damn DS. They'd have to make the, the system itself again. And then, like, you know, have it preloaded with games. Like a DS classic thing. Like that's the only way that any of those DS games will ever be re-released and then they'll be like, oh, it actually also supports cartridges. That's what like, you know, that's what some of those, yeah. uh, that's what some of those bootleg, uh, not bootleg, but some of those cheap ass like consoles do, like the Sega Genesis consoles that support Sega cartridges. You'd have to do that or literally come up with a Wii U gamepad, but for the Switch. Wait, what were you about to say, Hacks? Steven says there's even like bootleg Game Boy colors that use the actual cartridge slot. Bro. I'm not joking. You look it up. Dang. There's that one an there's analog pocket that was just released that lets you put your game Game Boy uh cartridges in. Yeah, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and even Game Gear, if I remember right. Game Boy Advance oh, no, no, that you can just emulate on there, but Game Boy Advance can also go in there. I mean so that's why that's why machines like those are made because Nintendo doesn't release the damn games. They wouldn't be making little replica Game Boys if they you know they released the shit. Yeah. So yeah. So some some bit of unfortunate stuff though, and uh, they did make me go through because the fact that um they are shutting down these things, they literally got me to buy another Wii U because that way there won't be no uh, conflicts with my family. Say hey, y'all can keep one. I, I can keep the other one. I can do whatever I want on mine. And then I literally went out and bought another new Nintendo 3DS. Not another. It, it'll be my first new Nintendo 3DS. Because I had the OG 3DS. And you know, there's certain games on there, like some of the SNES games that you could download on there as virtual console that you have to have the new version of the Nintendo 3DS for or slash it just naturally runs better. It kind of boots up stuff a little faster and stuff like that, though. And then also yeah. the bigger screen. So I was like, you know what? If stuff is about to get locked on one um, one handheld, I better put it on the best handle I possibly can. Hopefully that 2DS XL comes in tomorrow because uh, due to this dumb weather and stuff, it, it iced over really bad over here. Like, like our streets were just like completely iced over. Like, it was nothing but sleet. And literally, you could walk out. It was just like a, a solid sheet of ice outside on the street. Anyway, that delayed my stuff from getting here, though. So hopefully it shows up tomorrow. And probably most annoying ones, the uh, imminent downfall of pokemon bank completely cutting off transfer from gen 5 to gen 6 like after because here's the thing gen 3 all the way up to gen 5 is completely offline that will stay forever 
as long as you have those systems. If you have if you have two DSs and one of them can hold GBA, then you'll always be able to transfer from Gen 3 to Gen 5. The issue is that Gen 5 onward, you needed to use Pokemon Bank to get it to the next game, which was, you yeah. know, and, you know, people go... Unless they, unless Pokemon actually like does a rare, rare W and saves the damn like thing, it's not gonna. I don't know. It's not. It's gonna die. I think their attempt of saving it was making bank free for a little while. Well, yeah, but it's not saving it per but, se. Like, let's be honest. Anyone that really, well, I was about to say, anyone, anyone who has, anyone who's gonna, like, go back and go get bank probably has five dollars to transfer their stuff. Yeah. Like, it's only, it's only, it's five, I don't know. Yeah, it's only five bucks, but even then, like, I'm pretty sure they're doing that so everybody else can do it. Mm-hmm. But even then, that's still not enough of time. Yeah. It, it, it is a bit unfortunate, though. I know. Yeah, so I, I've been going through getting my list. I, I've been trying to go through and pick up a few games. I literally bought Xenoblade Chronicles X, because I know with that game in particular, there's a patch on Update. the Wii U... Yeah, yeah, that actually makes and runs the game a little better. So I was like, wait a minute, if I ever had plans, and I, I have a gut feeling, I don't think this is going to get ported over to the Switch, or at least any Nintendo console for the foreseeable future for a good chunk it of time. Won't. I remember some interviews and stuff, I, how they were having some issues with it, though. So I was like, you know what, I, I best uh, to go ahead and get it now. That way I can get my stuff, um, you know, all all my ducks in the line, though. But yeah, so I think that's pretty much it for the Nintendo eShop stuff. Keep just, an eye out. Oh, go ahead, one more. Or um, what do you got to say, Hacks? One quick comment. Seeing how you said you got a new 2DS and Wii U. Uh-huh. And this goes to anybody else who's probably listening in. I highly encourage you homebrew it. Yep. Like I did. Like I said, I'll say Zard, even if you're not going to pirate games, you should still mod the damn thing just in case. <laughs> Because like, once you, because one here's the thing, here's the thing, Zard. Once you like set up everything on it, you can't just. I'm pretty sure, hacks. Tell me if I'm wrong. You can't just Come mod on. it. Can you mod it like after use, or do you have to do it when you're setting up the thing? Sorry, what? Can you like mod? Can you like use your DS for a couple years and then decide to mod it, or do you have to reset the whole thing? You don't have to reset. I've never reset okay. mine. But yeah, I'll, I'll say Zard. Like eventually modding it will be a good idea. I'd say just do it from the bat so you can understand how modding works. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. If I ever did it, it will only be to get a game that I could not get anywhere else. Like, for example, the digital-only games. Like, if I ever figure out... And I probably will only do that with my OG 3DS. I wouldn't probably do it with my 2DS XL. I don't know. I was about to say, Zard, there's a lot of cool mods that don't even, like... They're not even pirating stuff. Like, have you seen the Mario Kart? Have you seen the Mario Kart Seven custom tracks? People have added like over like seventy tracks to Mario Kart Seven, and you can play online. You just need to have like it just patches Mario Kart Seven. There's a lot of there's there's like a lot of cool stuff you can do with modding that isn't like illegal. Like modding, at least at least not over here. Not over here. In Japan, it is. But, like, over here, it's not, like, illegal to mod a system. It's illegal to do anything. It's illegal to do anything in no, that involves like, piracy, though. Yeah, the piracy part is the illegal part. Uh, it's the internet. Nobody's going to stop doing it either way. But 
that's not, that's not the point. But I really do recommend homebrewing your system. It also lets you make custom themes, Zard. You can make like a you can make like a cool custom theme of like anything, honestly. You can make a Megazard custom theme. Have you thought about that? Yeah. No, I hadn't thought about that. But look, but that's besides the point. Like at like after the shop closes, I would recommend having a modded system. Yeah. yeah, what is going? Yeah, so I guess that's basically I guess most of our thoughts on the Nintendo eShop stuff. You probably hear about us talking about maybe a little bit more as we get closer to those three critical dates, you know, when they stop taking payments in certain forms and as we get closer to March of 2023 when they eventually shut it down though. But keep an eye on my channel because I am going to be dropping a Nintendo eShop related video just kind of reminiscing on all my thoughts on the Wii U and 3DS going over my collections and stuff Wait. like that. That will be dropping okay. on the channel on Friday so you can kind of keep an eye out on that. Can I say one more thing for anyone watching this? Um, you can, even, even after they stop letting you put payment on, there will be one way to get some digital games, and that's download codes through select retailers. Yeah, like any but... any any games that sold digital codes will still be available. Like most first party 3DS games, all the Pokemon's, all those, you'll be able to go on Amazon and buy a digital code of it for forty dollars. But the best um, way of doing it is um, linking your wallets between your Nintendo Network ID to your actual Nintendo account that's associated with the Switch. When you have all that stuff linked, if you were to keep putting eShop codes through the switch method, it gets um your share wallet will get shared to your 3ds and Wii U. That way you Are can you still, sure take, that's still gonna you know, work? Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. That's how it works. So you can still keep adding stuff well beyond when there's no way to actually physically put stuff on the 3ds all so. the way into March of 2023. So I you can still make so. last minute decisions. But the only business people that own a switch. If you don't own a switch and you only own the Wii U and 3ds. Your time limit is shorter than that. There's a lot of there's a lot of small games that are gonna just be lost forever unless Nintendo releases them. The uh, Pushmo games, for example, the three Pushmo games, uh, a that? game a game freak game called Harmonite, which was pretty good. At that point, it just falls on the devs of the game. Hey, what? It, it falls on the devs of the game if that's lost forever or not. Yeah. I'm I'm very sad about 3DS eShop closing. It's going to be the end of an era for Nintendo, like an era that they kind of struggled with, but they also created some of their best well some of their like back real hard. Yes, honestly, honestly some of their best games. Like you had a you know 3DS and Wii U had a great library. That's why that's why the I was about to say that's why the system is still that's why the Switch is still being carried by its games in a way. Yeah. Like you know, you people don't people don't think of it, but Breath of the Wild it was a Wii U game, like it's one Zelda, of the most. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, but like you know, it's it was repurposed as a Switch launch title, but it will always be known as a Wii U game that was also released on Switch. Yeah. Well, anyway, I guess so, that's basically gonna do it for the Nintendo eShop stuff. So, you know, some some fond memories and stuff. This won't be the last that we'll probably ever talk about on our Zarkast stuff. We'll continue talking about it as we get closer to those dates, though. But at least for now, I think we share most of our thoughts, though. But, uh, oh, shoot. Now, another topic, another hot topic. 
And that literally dropped out today. Gosh, and yeah. I was like, what the heck? I was like, game three. I, I, I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't ready for this. But we did get the reveal that, um, well, it is Pokemon Day. So happy Pokemon Day to all y'all out there. Uh, the build up to the, the big announcement. They did give us a lot of updates on games that, that are already out there. They gave us updates on Pokemon Go. They gave us updates on Pokemon Unite. Pokemon Cafe Mix. I almost forgot that thing was even a thing. And one other thing, yeah. I'm just not thinking, oh, Pokemon Masters EX. So basically two pure mobile games okay. and then two games that were mobile slash console games. And then I was like, okay, I was all expecting that and whatnot, though. But then they hit us with the Legends Arceus stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, now we're to the good stuff. And at the time, right. I was thinking, we were going to get DLC. But we didn't get DLC. We just got a, a free update that actually launched on the launched on the Switch today right. and that's actually kind of interesting say, but what were you about to say Stephen? i was about to say after that free update i guarantee we're not getting any big expansion especially with gen 9 or right around the corner now we're not getting an expansion for legends rcs as people wanted <laughs> I, no, everyone was yeah. making these theories like saying oh yeah the big reveal is going to be legends rcs dlc oh, an expansion's coming and yeah like that that obviously could have happened, but the funny thing last night I seen a leak. I seen a leak that I really didn't want to believe from this person that predicted everything about Legends Arceus, and they were like, "Oh, the DLC is just new quests," and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, and I actually got to dabble with a little bit of that DLC already, and basically all it is is um, it's just a bunch of quests. But thing that you kind of like a lot, Stephen, is mass outbreaks. It's all about mass yeah, outbreaks. No, we're I've talking about. Yeah, it's Mount Sinai, but it's like, I literally uh, went to the very beginning of the thing. You start off in the, the field lens, right? And you talk to that one um, that one lady in the Diamond Clan. You talk to her, 15 mass outbreaks break out in the whole entire region, and they're tied to uh, heavy rainstorms. So I'm like, oh, and technically, there's ways to kind of figure out which mass outbreaks there are based upon berries and stuff like that, though. So it is kind of cool, which I guess... I don't know if the, the shiny rates are the same or they tweak it a little bit though. But if it's anything the same as what they are with um as what they are with the um with normal mass outbreaks, you're able to probably get these mass outbreaks a whole lot easier. So I feel like if you're one of those shiny hunting people, I feel like you know this update is probably gonna do you know wonders to you though. I hadn't gotten to the very tail end. I saw snippets of some of the end stuff. It seemed pretty cool. They did put like a little bit more lore into the center lore and stuff like that, though. So I think I got like maybe halfway through all the the new stuff they added up on there, though. I I don't even know. Is it post game stuff? For me, it's acting like post game because I couldn't basically do anything else. I don't know at what point or the new stuff will actually technically um yeah. kick in. I'm not sure when it would well, normally I was gonna kick say... in. I will say the massive mouse outbreaks is a cool feature. Like, you know, it's it's like, you know, massive well mass I was about to say you can apparently there's like these raids that have well these some of the outbreaks have like this little icon and uh, that means that there's a chance for it to be a full alpha raid or a full like, you know, like a full yeah, full alpha raid. Like all of the Pokemon can be alpha or they can all be evolved forms. And that's like the only way to get some Pokemon in the wild, like all the new evolutions you can find in the wild through that method. 
Yeah, which is uh, which is kind of a, a good quick way of I guess trying to get some of those more powerful ones though. But I guess at the point where where me and you are at, Stephen, where we basically seen and caught every Pokemon. I mean, at this point, you only do the I mean, trying to catch certain ones or trying to obtain certain ones if if you personally liked it. Maybe you're trying to transfer a bunch of stuff oh. up to home, or if you're trying to complete complete the research task. Like maybe you're not a hundred percent done on that, like me. It's, I know you is, got well, closer to it, but yeah. I got a transition for you. You know, we already know that we can transfer it to home, but now, after this announcement, we know from a certain picture, we know that Arceus will be able to transfer to the next Pokemon game. Yes, which is... They didn't even give us a reason name, which, which is kind of whack. So we, we're just call, codenaming yeah. this mess as a Gen 9 for the first part. Literally, when they, well, when it's, they, it's like a Spain region. It's based on Spain. Because when they first yeah. revealed this off, I was thinking they, they had this cop rolling through this house with, with a flashlight on. I was like, what the heck are they trying to do over here? But then I started thinking about it. I was like, wait a minute. He kind of looks like almost like a copish, almost like, you know, kind of deals with like, you know, how like police work with detectives and stuff. And I was oh, thinking, Hong, wait a minute. Just... <laughs> oh, bruh. I was thinking that this was um like Detective Pikachu. They showed the cup. They showed the coffee. The coffee started shaking. I was like, Bro, they're giving us Detective Pikachu too, and then the bright light flash, and then they showed this big old expansive region. I'm like, oh, this looks nice. So I'm like, wait a minute, this 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 too much for a Detective Pikachu game. The freak are they showing to us? And, and I was like, wait a minute, this cannot be. I was like, I thought this was the gap year. There's no way. Wait, this can't be Legends Arceus stuff. I was like, they they're just concluding on that. And then yeah, so you saw the whole trailer, and then at the very end, they show you the three starters, and that puts away any doubts you might have had about this not being Gen 9. And I was just, I was just flabbergasted at the, at the side of that. I was like, wow. But what were you about to say? I was going to say, something I don't get, a lot of people that watched that trailer for some reason thought it was Sword and Shield. Like really? I've seen a lot of even even like Sanicu thought it like for the whole trailer Sanicu thought it was like a Sword and Shield too. I guess a Sword and Shield I, really really did look that like. I think for, in Sanic's yeah. case that was a joke. Yeah, maybe. I don't, it it had some, like, I looked big, at this. I was like, there's like, no big, way. I don't know. No, it had some like really big like buildings, kind of like Sword and Shield. It's weird. So like I think the game overall has like a nicer art. So I can't really say. It looks as good as uh, like something like New Pokemon Snap, but I honestly do think they got. I honestly do think they got help from Game Freak, uh, Bandai Namco. Yeah, from Game Freak. Game Freak got help from themselves, but no, um, Bandai Namco. I think 100% helped on this fucking game. Like I, I would say, like I'm not gonna be like Twitter and be like the textures, the textures, because yeah, the texture. I, I like how. I do like the new textures, but that's something that obviously should have been done already. Mm. So yeah, like I'll just say the lighting looks pretty nice. It yeah. does look a little rough around the edges though. Like, you know, some things in the background look pretty pixelated, for example. But that was a very far zoomed out shot, which I could rough. kinda see it, but what were you saying, Hags? Speaking of rough, going off what Steven says. A lot of people are very concerned about. Well, well. To be fair, Arceus was very early 2022. Like that probably was yeah, going to be a 2021 game. Yeah, I don't know. Which makes you think they're probably looking ahead of schedule. 
I feel like yeah, they're working I, ahead I of feel... schedule. Yeah, this this That's I will say. No, 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 not that it's a good thing. Like, for example, when Legends Arceus dropped in January, they might have been done with this game. They might have been done with that game around, like, November, late October, which means at that point, all resources probably started going on to um, Legends Arceus. So at least they got three solid months, but they probably were working on it, splitting their teams up, and probably even had, you'd have to have way more of a head start. Technically, from what I heard from some of the interviews and stuff, they already start thinking and what they want to plan for Gen 9, Basically, as soon as the generation's over with, they have some type of team that's working with concept arts, where they want the region to. They got to search and do their research what they want to base the region on, like Spain. They have to send some people over there, do their research, figure it out, you know, kind of like that. Yeah. And then you got to start sending stuff out to artists and be like, all right, how do you want to des design this character? How do you want to do the starters and stuff like that? Yeah. Like all that stuff st happens the moment the, the previous gen is done. I feel like the issue is that we definitely do not know enough to make a conclusion because like even in sword and shield's first trailer it, di it didn't it, it didn't look good but it like it looked okay like it, it was like you know that that main house like the, the house that you live in looked okay and like you know the starters the the first evolutions you know people i liked I, you know they were fine they were good starters but then you know literally everything else we've seen about sword and shield didn't really look that good i felt like you know the game being open world does give me hope. It gives me a little bit of hope that things, you know, like no matter how the game turns out, it's gonna be fun. And hopefully, you know, from the trailer, I I think it looked nice. Like I like the lighting and stuff. It looks rough around the edges, but like the the lighting and the textures looking better will not make it hurt to look at. Yeah, and I will say this, piggybacking off of what you said with the textures. Um, have you seen that look of Survivor? Like, you can actually see the scales upon its skin. Well, that's... Uh, I was I'm, like, what the there's, heck? There's like, I wasn't expecting no, like anything a, like that. Uh, yeah, well, there's, there's like a meme Twitter post about that. That's like a, been, a, been a meme where there's this Twitter post with like 70,000 likes saying Gen 9 textures are awesome. Even though it's like, I don't know, I feel like... Because you gotta admit, Zard, textures on a model is like the bare minimum. It's like... Like it, how how it took us this long to get textures on Pokemon models, like I understand it, but like it's still sad. I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, you you take what you get. I mean, that's just the mantra. Well, no, what, what you that's, do that's the thing, though. That's the thing, Zard. We it, Pokemon fans okay, have been t Pokemon fans that's have been taking what. Yeah, that's the problem. They shouldn't just be taking what they get. They, they should shouldn't, be good but games. that's just ultimately what we've been doing for like years upon years upon years. I'm just yeah, saying based on the pattern. Well, yeah, Not saying that it's right, but it's just what we've been doing. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. And that's and, that right there. That behavior right there. All these years they've been that. Guess what you got after all that? Got sword and shield. Sword and shield. I think. Three, I do years, think. You got let's go. I do think this is the culmination of shouldn't even be possible yet happened anyways yeah but i was gonna say i do feel like this game is the culmination of things that have been set up for how long like you know everything has uh, been that's a, that, that's a sad thing though everything has been a step towards this a fully open world game a fully open world pokemon game that looks like it mostly takes advantage of the switch's hardware yeah you know because i would I would say that it looks rough around the edges, but then you know, being an open world game, uh, being an open world game, you know, I, you know, you, you can't, you can't make it look, you know, it's, it's not like this is a fucking PS4 game. It can't really look the nicest thing ever. But at the same time, 
you know, new Pokemon Snap also did look amazing. It really, I guess it really depends on how much stuff is going to be on screen at once. If the game still has, like, stupid-ass pop-in, then I'm going to be a bit disappointed. But to be fair, Legends Arceus in the first trailer had frame rate issues that were ironed out at launch. I feel like maybe, I don't know, that's the only, that's the only, literally the only time where game footage not final actually really meant something. Was that, where, like, you know, there, we didn't have two FPS Pokemon running around in Legends Arceus for the most part. Yeah, and I will take and try to transition this over to another part of, you know, this Gen 9 announcement, though, because, um, the, the you know, we, we've been taking small evolutionary steps, and literally in, in the press release, which I'm about to break down here in a minute, been saying, like, you know, it's been an evolution step. Literally, we start off with Gen 8 with the wild area concept, and we're like, oh, we can actually turn the camera and stuff. They expand upon that a little bit more with the DLC, with the Isle Armor and the Crown Tundra. Both of those are basically open-world-ish world environments where you basically can go wherever, and there's not, like, a seamless break yeah. where it's like, you know, you stop and, you know, you, you have to enter in a new part, unless it's, like, one of the houses in the villages and stuff like that. Then we turn over, fast-forward a couple more years, then we had Legends Arceus. That was basically the most open open world game we have ever gotten to this point minus the fact that you have Jubilee Village that's like a completely separate entity we've been taking step by steps and the big question was for a lot of people was the fact that could we get an open Gen 9 or was, could there be a lot of concepts that they could pull from Legends Arceus and put it in the Gen 9 and they kind of confirmed yeah. it that yes they are. And um, go ahead and say what you have to say, Stephen, real quick. Um, real if quick, though, because i got to pull something if up. The, if there's anything I've learned from just, like, being in the gaming community, if a, an open-world game an open world game needs development time, that's the only thing I'm worried about. After, after Legends Arceus, I do know that Pokemon can make fun games again. Legends Arceus was fast, it was fun. It had, you know, it, it kind of had that, like, no, I'm not going to say Breath of the Wild feel, but it had the feel of, like, stuff to explore. Like, oh, what's that thing? Let me go check it out. Even if it didn't look that nice, it did have the ideas all there. Now we just need a game that takes those ideas and executes them, which is what this game, you know, we don't have much. Here's the thing. Uh, someone in another server said they could this game could easily be as slow, as easy, and as hand-foldy as Sword and Shield. We just don't know yet. Yeah. We're not gonna know until it comes out, which is the you know, which is sad. Or until a gameplay trailer. But... Yeah, you, you know, and obviously, Legends Arceus, even if it's a fun game, did not have good story or good writing. It was just oh, thing thing happened. Reason we don't know. Thing happened. Now you go fix thing. Oh, you're chosen one. You saved the world. Epic. That's how Legends Arceus's story plays out. All right, so now that I got everything pulled up here, I'm going to go ahead and transition over. I'll share this screen. If you're watching the YouTube version of things, you can follow along there, though, but obviously I'll be reading the stuff along along the way, though. But I went ahead and went to, you know, Pokemon's website because they had, like, a website dedicated for, we do know the names of the games, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Interesting names. I don't like Kind of name. based on the colors-ish. Like but... Um, before I go into reading all of this stuff, I did see from somewhere reporting, we, we know that that's been sort of kind of happening with the world news and what's been kind of happening over there with Russia and stuff, in which oh, that, that's, that's been making things a little bit interesting because actually 
I saw that, um, and, and this is a thing I found up here, um, the Pokemon company did almost nothing, almost nothing, to promote today's live stream, which ended up containing a huge news, obviously being Pokemon Gen 9, and some thought it might have been, you, you know, canceled or JPOM only. No, listen to this. A PR spokesperson now confirms it didn't hype the event out of respect for the ongoing invasion of Ukraine. And they said, we wish to be sensitive to major world events happening at this time and those impacted. A pre-scheduled so, Pokemon Presents was unable to be postponed. Out of respect for global audiences, we decided to significantly reduce the promotion of the event while giving fans the option to tune in if they um, if okay. they chose to do so. In so close, here's, you here's... will find more press material supporting the announcements made in the presentation. So before, right. before you go, Stephen, I was saying this because the fact that, of course, they said it, like, you know, they said that the, you know, the presentation was coming, but, like, literally, the second that the game, as you know, the game leading up to it, like, you know, like, the last 24 hours of it, and then all afterward for the whole chunk of the day, normally, when a Pokemon game this big you'll get a series of tweets from both the nintendo account as well as the pokemon account but that did not happen for today at all like I, it was weird like i remember seeing it i watched the, the thing i went on about my day went to church all of that kind of stuff i didn't see nothing from the nintendo oh. account nothing from the uh, pokemon account heavily promoting this say, news. and i have to actually dig the, onto the website to find more information the, on this the, the nintendo of america twitter account has not tweeted since the 23rd so there you go. They would have they would have done or said something. Wait. There's your proof and evidence right there. Wait, well let me see when this whole thing started. When when did the whole Ukraine thing start? Twenty fourth. Yep. So there you go. And this would have yeah. been something like because I remember Japan. Um, they were they delayed one of their broadcasts before when like an earthquake hit Japan. Like it's not out of the norm for Nintendo or the Pokemon Company um, to delay announcements whenever they did. But I guess with this one they couldn't push this one back or whatever though. So that kind of sets the tone of things because literally they didn't give us the name of the starters. Like that's how better this mess was. So I have to dig up here on the website and we're about to go over and talk about it right now though. So we do know this game is arriving late in 2022. And uh, here's here's the little blurb though. So Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet games, the newest chapters in the Pokemon series are coming to Nintendo Switch later this year. With these new titles, the Pokemon series takes a new evolutionary step, allowing you to explore freely in a rich, expressed, open worlds and you can kind of see here there's like some clean screenshots outside of you know the video presentation where you know some of those um, images look a little nicer now various towns blend seamlessly into a uh, wilderness with no borders you'll be able to see the pokemon of this region in the skies in the seas in the forest and on the streets all over You'll be able to experience the yeah, true very... joy of the Pokemon series, battling against wild Pokemon in order to catch them now in an open world game that players of any age can enjoy. Oh, we'll stop okay, right there for a say, moment. I was about to say, from the screen from the from like the two screenshots of battles we've seen. Yeah, from those like two screenshots of battles, it does very much look like it's gonna be like this battle style of Legends Arceus, and what I mean by that is throwing your Pokemon out to go battle, and then like you being able to move around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So basically, like, it's not it's like, like the battles, diamond, shining pearl. Like you're looking at two stagnant 
Pokemon. You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't like teleport. Well, yeah, you don't teleport into a battle arena to fight them again. Which, yeah, the series that was like, yeah, of course, those games were fun. Like, I'm playing I'm, right now. I'm playing Emerald. I'm having a great time with it. But the series needs to evolve. Those games were old. Like they're fun as and all, but like I don't expect that. Like here's the thing. If they're gonna make games that have all the old elements and all like the primitive stuff, then make them like look like give them like a pixel style. Make BDSP should not have been so slow and have like a new style. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Pokemon's just going been going doing everything that the people don't want recently and it sells because, you know. What's the average cons- What's the average consumer gonna do? Not buy the new Pokemon game that all their friends are gonna get. That's how it feels. Like, oh, I gotta get it because it's be- being talked about. Yeah, which at least from these I... shots so far, it has me. It has me mid hype to cautiously optimistic. Mixed, mixed. It, I don't know. The, the ratio is real weird with me. Yes, I'm excited for a new gym, but at the same time, I'm like. At least from what I'm seeing so far, I kind of, I was honestly really expecting it to be next year because we just got Legends Arceus, which was their first attempt to making a open worldish game. So then the fact that they're releasing this in January and then probably going to release this game out in November, I was like, wait, what the heck? I was like, I was like, chill out, man. I was like, y'all just made another game. I was about to say, would you prefer it to be next year? Actual, actual, I have a good, I mean, that's a good question. Prefer, yes, I mean, if it means that the game would, you know, naturally look better, they can kind of rest. They could have put out DLC just, to stock gap the thing if they really wanted uh, to I have want something out be, this holiday, but, I mean, yeah. I want the game to be finished. That's what I want. Yeah, so, at least that's all of those pre-thoughts. Now, let me scroll down a little further down on the thing. Alright, here we go with the starters. The three Pokemon from which you'll be able to choose your, your first partner are and now these names are very interesting. Sprigatito, Quaycoco, and Quak. Uh, shoot, I can't even pronounce that water Pokemon's name. Quaxley, 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 Quaxley. Golly, I don't know why they didn't register till now. Quaxley, Quaycoco, and Sprigatito. Sprigatito. Makes them some kind of like some Spanish-ish kind of names. Spanish-ish kind of names. It's apparently. Wait, apparently, i seen this. I'm trying to find it, but, like, the starters have puns in their name. Like, Gatito is cat, and Fuego is, like, hot. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Um, at least out of these three, I'm still gonna probably wind up choosing the fire one. Although, I'm looking at that fire one, I'm like, wait, are you a crocodile? Or, like, a cro- oh, yeah. crocodile yeah, used it's, with, it's like, a little chili crocodile. pepper? Because you it's got some little things coming out of your head. Oh, no, it's, it's an alligator. It, it's an alligator, actually. Yeah, but that's what it's I'm a, getting. It's a. It is an apple file fire alligator, which I, I think hope it's a chili pepper I, I like, fire, fire say, alligator or something like that. I, I don't know. I like unique concepts like that where they combine two different concepts and have it be like a type. Like you know, like you know, there's some simple ones like you know, grass cat, water duck. But then the fire one's probably the more unique one. Alligator, alligator, like fruit thing that also is fire. Yeah. I, I like it. You know, everyone, everyone's talking about Donald Duck over there and uh, little, little, you know, the cat, the weed cat. People are calling us. What the, what the fuck is the name again? Fuck. Sprit. I gotta. I, I keep forgetting that. Okay. Sprigatito. 
Sprigatito. Yeah, everyone's calling Sprigatito a weed cat. Bruh. So, yeah. And I will say this, I did see some memes of it, and literally, when people saw these three, they were literally thinking Sora, Donald, and Goofy. I was like, wait, what the freak? And I was like, I guess because the duck looks so close to Donald, and then the color coordinations between the red, blue, green. I was like, bro, I was just kind of laughing at that. I was like, bruh. Yeah, that's because uh, Sprigatito is like a cat, kind of like Sora in the Lion King world. And also, you know, like Goofy would be the other one because he's a turtle in the Little Mermaid world. Kind of like, oh, it's like it just kind of looks similar. But yeah, we got the Sora, Donald, and Goofy team. I I just hope the evolutions don't suck. But you know, I'm yeah. not I'm I, I'm seen, not confident. You see what has? I've seen a lot of people saying that you want cat to keep its legs on the ground. Not be bipedal, which is weird because when you look at most of the the legend or not legendaries, when you look at most of the starters, you see some that start quadruped, but then they go bipedal a lot. Like I do mean a lot. Like Ted Pig started quadruped, ended up bipedal. I was like, bro. I feel like I feel like the duck is gonna have the most chad ass motherfucker evolution. I think he's gonna be a like a badass, like you know, like jockey duck, and that's gonna be funny. Cause he's got the cool ass hairstyle. I think it's literally between the water and the fire one that might be the coolest one. Cause I mean, when you start off with a very unique concept with the fire one, like an alligator that looks like, like what you say, either part apple or I'm thinking like chili pepper or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I, I think there's, I think there's potential for the fire one. I'm just very curious what that third evolution is going to stand out. Because most people at the end of the day, they care about the first and they care about the third. <laughs> Who knows what the heck these dudes are going to look like in their ego oh. stages of um their their second stages. I'm like, bro. The grass. Oh, I was about to say the gra- the grass cat is definitely the most generic one. One well, no, the grass the grass cat is definitely the most basic one, but it's not a bad design by any means. It's a good design. Uh, Dan and the other server said that, like, uh, he said that, like, most of them kind of look like Fakemon, which I kind of get. I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, he said they kind of look like fan-made Pokemon, in a way. Just I mean, especially the fire starter, it kind of kind of reminds No, the fire and the grass one. The water one, we kind of seen that Pokemon before. What was it, that Gen oh, yeah, 5 that one? That lo- the Ducklet? Duck yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. I was like, wait, we kind of been there, done that for Qua- uh, for Quaxley. But the yeah, other but this two, one's better. yeah, this one's better. It's yeah, better. I'll, I'll say it's better. better. I'm, maybe it's just that hat. I will say I'm glad they haven't. Remember how people always said everyone was saying like you know the uh, like Gen Eight starters were all like these round head, cute as possible things, and like yeah, like these. I think these starters both are cute and are good designs. Well, Score Bunny Sobble. Like, Score Bunny and Sobble just had these round-ass heads and these small-ass bodies, and I didn't really like it. Well, this time, you got the cat, which kind of... I think that's that's why the cat looks so basic. The cat has a really round head and a small-ass body, but then you got the alligator, which is like a weird design, and then you got this duck with this awesome hairdo. Yeah. See it with Way Coco? He uh, just looks wait. like a bootleg bubble bobble character. I like it though. It's yeah. It's like it's like it's like Scrimbo Bimblo, and it's like it's like it's like Scrubble Scrabble, the bootleg Bubble Bobble franchise. That's what it feels like. He's awesome though. Fue Coco is my starter. If you've seen, if you've seen the things from Bubble Bobble, you know what I'm I talking have. about. No, I I have. I'm just telling you. Yeah, Fue Coco is definitely the one I am going with. 
Okay, good. Good. You're, you're like me, Craig Coco. Um, Hats, I don't know if you're gonna actually play the game though. But out of the three, just oh, based on the sign, uh, which one you think has the better design? I'm just curious on your thought. I don't know if you have a picture. I'm looking at it. I don't know. Neither of them seem like anything I'd go with. Design-wise, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel I, I like I, I do like Foy Coco just because like I mean, he looks like he looks on like one the hand, funny, funniest one. On one hand, you have the weed cat. The other hand, you have fiery gator apple thing. Donald Duck. And on the other hand, you have Donald Duck. Which, you know, he's definitely going to be the... He's definitely going to... I feel like the duck will be... Well, I, I was about to say, I feel like he's going to be the favorite, but honestly... No, I've seen these, I've seen, it's I've weird. seen equal... Uh, that's weird. This is the first time in forever that I've seen equal, like, talk about all the starters. When I Gen, think I've seen a little favor revealed, for Grass and Water. Just yeah, a little, when Gen... But... When when Gen Eight was revealed, I like seen literally everyone talking about score bunny and a little bit of Sobble. That's and that was it. I don't know. Yeah. So well, this I'll, time, I, part of pick one for the meme itself, it would be Donald Duck. But the, but I'm not really sure. Design wise, I'd probably go with either Donald or maybe the cat. I th yeah. I really hope Fight Coco turns into like a badass alligator. That badass like, alligator that kind of gave me some vibes of Fraligator, just make it just a notch better, and I'm all there for it. I'm just all just, there for it. Just pull a Godzilla. There you go. Honestly, yeah. you have him like breathe fire. Wait, that'd be awesome. An alligator that breathes fire. It's a fire starter, so. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to get that. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, but like, you know, like. Okay. I just seen this image. Are you able to put this on stream? Sorry, uh, I'm gonna put it in the mic. Not with the layout I got right now. Uh, you just have to uh, well, describe this, it. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, it's 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 for a coke. I'm gonna put I put it in no mic. I'll describe it in like five seconds. I'll let you guys look at it first. It's basically like a full ass alligator thing colored. He's drawing. Fat alligator yeah. just sitting there in the colored game of Foy Coco. He's just hanging out. He's like, hello. Hello, I'm Flipfoy Coco. Hello. <clears throat> He's based. I want I want Foy Coco to be like the funniest guy ever. I I I kind of kind of hate this one though. Someone made him as the the al someone made him the alligator from FNAF. Yeah. Holy care. Yeah. Anyways, I, I'm very excited. I'm I'm very excited. If this game comes out good, if this game is somehow good, I will be happy. Yeah. I think there's only sure a, a lot couple... of people will be happy if this game turns out good. Um, yeah. That, uh, it, uh, it still seems too soon. Yeah. It kind of seems a bit too soon, but uh, I guess we just have to see how this plays out. Uh, I think there's a couple more just... things up on this page. Um, they, they show the main protagonist for these two characters, you know, the male and the female one. I don't know. Something about the, that model kind of threw me off. But interestingly, nonetheless, they're making some differences right off the bat. If you choose Scarlet, you, you, you're wearing these, you know, you're wearing some clothes like with like an orange tie. They got the short ties because, you know, they're European over there and stuff. The shorts have like a streak of like a lighter orange up on there. I'm like, what the heck? And then the dude and then both of them are wearing white socks. I'm like, OK, the violet version has them wearing blue ties, solid blue shorts. 
I like the blue shorts a little better on the violet side, and they're wearing black socks. I was like, who the heck wears white socks like that? Well, Pulled up like that. I, say, I sure don't. I was about to say these are definitely like like just from looks, probably one of the younger designs for trainers. Like these these look like these look like middle school kids. And I guess compared to like what was Sword and Shield, those characters look like they were seventeen, almost eighteen. Well, they were a bit. They were a bit taller. I don't and know. they were taller too. I don't know. I was like, that, that's my only little gripe so far. I was like, wait a I minute think think, now. Okay, so I was about to say another thing, another reason that I think this game could be worked on by Namco. Those face models look just like the people in New Pokemon Snap. Mm-hmm. For the face. Oh, I kind of see it. I kind of see it. Like, you know, I I I just want the game to be good, man. Please just like please just have like a good Pokemon game and like oh I was about to say for these trainer designs, please let there be customization so you could like cover their face and put on better clothes. I mean I mean yeah, I mean they did that with Sword and Shield, they did it with X and Y. It's been a thing since X and Y. X and Y to Sun and Moon to um Sword and Shield. So I'm pretty sure that would be the case. Because uh, at least the jetpack is better than what Gen 8 was. I don't know why we were carrying around a briefcase the whole entire time, though. But um, at least they made it a whole lot better, at least on that front, though. But, um, yeah, some of these clothes, they got to go. They got to go. I just can't do it. Yeah, I do. Like, I do like how it's, like, school outfits. I wonder I wonder if we're going to get trainers that, like, go to school. Or maybe, like, maybe the gyms that we go to are, like, schools. I, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe a Pokemon game where you don't become the champion at the end would be cool. You know, you kind of, you're kind of onto something with the school vibe because you don't wear those short neckties and not go to school. If you think about it, if you think about it, there's been a Pokemon school in almost every single Pokemon game. You just never go to it. Oh shoot, Sonic over there in the chat, um, saying, uh, Steven. Or saying Steven, like you're saying this, I want them to be good. He's basically saying you're coping over there. <laughs> I'm like, bro. Okay, well, listen. Is that really coping, wanting the game? I don't really think that's coping, just saying, hey, I want the games to be good. What would be coping is saying they don't look bad, they don't look bad. They're, oh, it's, it's, it's going to be a test for the next game or whatever. Like, I don't know. I feel like this is the first Pokemon game in a while that has a little bit, like... I don't know. It feels like Pokemon finally looked at like what other companies were doing, and you know we're like, oh, we we want to make our game look a bit nicer. We want to make our game a bit more fun. And then they put out Legends Arceus. Like, okay, let's see if people like this. Everybody liked it. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, no. The gameplay wise, visual wise, Legends Arceus does not look good. Is a bad looking game. But like, I don't know. I feel like Pokemon Pokemon has the potential to be good again. It's just if they decide to if they decide that they want Pokemon to be good again, I guess is the whole thing. If your game freak is like, okay, we're gonna make a high quality game, we're gonna put in the animations from Arceus, the visuals from Bandai Namco, and the gameplay from Legends Arceus. Yeah. Put them all in the pot, mix them all together. But what are you about to say? Also also good character designs and good personalities and good story, but those probably won't happen. Are you about yeah. to say something next? Just want to let Steven know that uh, I'm not coping. Wants me to, 
Tell you that you're coping. I am not coping. I am absolutely not coping. <laughs> All I don't right. know. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Maybe you are. Maybe not. Who I knows? I am not coping. You cannot tell me I am coping. Maybe just. I am. I, I don't know. It could be I a am the, I don't I am, know. It's not bad am, to cope, man. It's not bad to cope. Zanuck even said you said the same thing three times. You're coping. <laughs> I am not coping. Yeah, he just this said is the that. Opposite. This, this is an anti-cope. Bruh. Well, I um, guess yeah, that's I almost it in terms that's of most like information. Cope or the, not cope, the games have the potential to be good. Yeah, Sword and I, Shield also had the potential to be good, so we'll see. I want more info at E3. At E3. We will. Oh, oh, yeah. I guess the only other, only other thing that we have confirmed is that there will very likely be a national dex like cut again like national dex won't be in and i think that will be fine if the games are good that's that's it i mean like now that people are kind of accustomed yeah, to it uh, i mean well, I, in custom. the future i know but in the uh, future i could never see Watch this. This could be like years down the road. Whenever they hit that hurdle, when there's like, because like with this inclusion of the game, we're at a eight hundred and ninety or eight hundred and eighty-ish or something like that. With the conclusion yeah, of like, these ones, even if it's like hundred and twenty Pokemon, we're gonna hit the thousand. We're gonna hit the thousand like, marker at some point in yeah, the future. But, uh, we could have like up to two thousand Pokemon. I don't think it's realistically sane enough to put all. Allow you to be able to put every single Pokemon up in the game, two thousand of them, and have to balance them all for competitive. I think something was gonna have to give at some point. Not that the fact that they couldn't, it's just the the labor well, and stuff of just kind of um, balancing everything. It's just the balancing, I think. But yeah. Legend Legends Arceus was like, you know, it 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 showed that Pokemon just needs to uh try. And like you know, do things that people wanted it to do. If they listen to the fans, they can make a game that consumers like and fans like. Like you know, I don't think Pokemon Pokemon like wildly overestimates their fans, I guess, because like you know, like Pokemon fans, or at least no, like consumers are fucking retarded. They're gonna okay. I can't say that word. All right, Bruh, um, take that back. They're Apologize. They're, all right, sorry, sorry, internet. Pokemon fans, or like, yeah, yeah, they're they're dumb mostly, but uh, like if you give them a good game, maybe they'll realize what a good game looks like, and then when a bad game comes out, they'll be like, "Wait a second, this is a bad game," instead of just consuming. Which is why you know, give them Legends Arceus, and maybe they'll be like, "Oh wait, we can't make, we can't make Legends Arceus." look good as well so they made that game look like crap i guess i don't know but yeah so i guess that's almost all of our thoughts at least on you know the pokemon gen 9 it's weird we still have to code name this as pokemon gen 9 because they did not give us a few things we normally are used to getting number one the name of this region we still don't know that number two we don't know what the box art legendaries are for both of these two games like i think I can't remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we get, we, we got the name that Galar was Galar, and I thought we got a look at both the, the legendary legendaries on the box side, um, but we didn't get none of that. That was a second trailer. Or was it a second trailer? 
Okay, okay. But at least we knew the region name, though. At least I think we knew the region name. No, we got the logos, and then it was before E3. There was, like, a trailer, I think, in May, where we got box art and shit, and the name of the region. Or maybe maybe they gave us the name of the region. I don't know. All I know is that, like, we know the names of the games. It's, it's, you we know, know the names of the games, yeah, the know, names of the starters, really, and that's what, about it in terms of naming. I just wonder, I wonder what we're going to shorten the name to. It's going to be, you know, Scarlet and Violet. It's going to be, it's going to be either, it's going to be Skivvy. There we go, oh Skivvy. gosh, no, no. Pokemon, Pokemon Skivvy, Pokemon no, Scurvy. No, no, get no, burn that mess. No, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah, Pokemon Skivvy is looking promising. I'm gonna call it that now. Can't no, stop. No, no, because I can think of some other. I can think of some other names that I shouldn't be saying up here on the stream. Or is, that, or that, that, that reminds me of, and I'm like, no, I can't. No, no, absolutely not. They're just gonna call. Oh, no, they can just call the game. You know, they can just say Pokemon <laughs> SV. I guess. Hmm. I don't know. But yeah, so I guess it's gonna basically do it, at least for most of our talks on this though. Man, I can't believe it. We we talked about 30 minutes on the um on the, the, the Wii U 3DS closer and a little over 30 minutes on this. So like almost an hour long on the last two biggest topics. I knew they were well, gonna go long. Be, but yeah, holy to be shoot. fair, they are pretty they're pretty big things. You can't just like say, "Oh, that was cool," and then like you know, next thing with those. Yeah, you could, yeah, that, that was this was literally like the tale of two halves, and then everything else took like an hour to lasted before that though. But yeah, so honestly, we had some we had some really good stuff well, because in this present or yeah. at least in this episode of Mazarcast. What were you saying? Yeah, uh, I was just saying. That like a good a good amount of stuff like that happened. I was gonna say actually that like I expected February to be a pretty quiet month. Like okay, we got Legends RCS. We have you know we're gonna get a direct that announces a bunch of stuff for later, and then that's it. But no, the you know the direct gave us like three games that are coming very soon. You know like you know in the April in April and June there's like now three new first party games that I'm gonna get two of. Yeah, I'm gonna get Switch Sports and Strikers, and now I'm gonna get a fucking Pokemon game in in late late year. I'm basically getting I'm getting the Pokemon game. I'm getting Switch Sports. I'm getting Kirby. I'm getting Mario Strikers, Breath of the Wild two, and Xenoblade three. My wallet is going to literally be gone. I'm going to die of broke. <laughs> yeah. That this, is true. If, if this if this game is good, it's possibly going to be the best year of the Switch's life. Yeah, which honestly, I think twenty twenty two is shaping up to be pretty big. And I literally made a whole video on this that dropped out a couple of days ago, talking about Switch Phase Two, because I honestly think Nintendo is definitely going in a, in a you know a very unique. Um, direction and that even goes more so with all these announcements or not announcements, all these games as long as they're not getting delayed that are dropping out for 2022. I mean, we hadn't had seen a year like this since 2017, and they're trying to like kick 2017 and say, you know what, hold my beer. You thought you were good, but no, watch this. It, it, it is crazy that the type of showdown we're about to have up in there. That's just only Nintendo, that's not even the third party games. We're not even looking at um Sony and you know Microsoft, what they're doing over there. When you put all of this stuff together, 2022 is gonna be a 
crazy year. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're finally catching up from 2020 and the COVID and stuff. And stuff is just kind of, you know, you know, just kind of getting smacked up back to back to back to back. I don't know. But anyway, though, that's going to basically do it for this Zarcast, this meaty Zarcast episode um, 27. So, yeah. So, honestly, you know what? A lot of good stuff that happened within these past couple of weeks. But we managed to get through another episode, another good episode, though. Um, I like to thank and appreciate Mario Sonic. Sonic, golly, Sonic showed up for the first time, I think, in my Zarcast episodes in like an eon. Like, I think he was here in my um, podcast series before I rebranded it to Zarcast. Like, that's how long it was before. Unless he was he here, sure like, for it. some other thing. But but I, I just know it's been an eon since he's been up on here, though. Because I don't even have, like, um... I don't even have, like... Because I know he's not, like, a usual regular one that shows up on my Zarcast. Because he's not even on this, like, this lo- this layout that I had, the traditional layout for my Zarcast. He's not even represented on that. That's how long I know that he hasn't really been up on this podcast series though so it was nice to kind of see him pop up in here though uh i think mario mario has been almost just as long he actually managed to say uh a a few things here and there though and then hacks who had to leave a little bit early though so i just like to say thank you for them joining in i I should have all their links down in the description box down below if you want to check them out on their youtubes or twitters etc though but uh steven where can they find you at uh twitter uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to have that down below in the description box down below, though. But that's going to about do it for my Zarcast episode 27, though. So if you really like this video, make sure to go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that bell to stay up to date on all things video game related. I feel like talking about and discussing. If you happen to be watching this on one of my podcast servers, whether that be my Google, Spotify, Apple, or even Amazon Music, make sure to go ahead and hit the like button. Go ahead and share that. Um, go ahead and share my, you know, Zarcast podcast around with your friends and stuff. Just let them know, hey, we're just here to talk about cool pop cultural segment related stuff and gaming related news and stuff. Wasn't able to actually get up into uh, like what we've been playing, what we've been watching, and community questions because uh, shoot, we've been running this mess for like two hours or whatever. Though that could be a whole nother like 20, 25 minutes at least when I got um Steven here with me though. But yeah, that's basically gonna do it though. So until next time, y'all. Until whatever video I make next, until the next Zarcast episode, see ya.